Good morning. Good morning. What a joy to be with you on this rainy day. Let us pray. Lord, take my words and speak through them. Take our ears and hear through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. Amen. I was ordained as a vocational deacon in November of last year. And I'm often asked, well, what do, does a deacon do? You know, what is your role in ministry? And so I'd like to read just a portion from the Book of Common Prayer when I was ordained and when all deacons are ordained, uh, what the bishop reads and how he addressed me when I was ordained. In part, he read that the following exhortation, to share in the humility and service of our Lord Jesus Christ for the strengthening of the church, which is his body to carry the sacrament to those who are kept from the table by illness, infirmity, or imprisonment, and to encourage and equip the house of God to care for the stranger, to embrace the poor and helpless, and to seek them out so that they may be relieved. And I want to talk about those passages, in particular to encourage and equip the household of God to care for the stranger, to embrace the poor and helpless, and to seek them out that they may be relieved. So about four years ago, I began to feel a calling to become a deacon. And I entered into a lengthy process of prayer and discernment, studies, and a lot of discussions and review by the bishop and the clergy. And the history and theology of the diaconate was really eye-opening to me. And I learned that there were several possibilities where this role as a deacon, I could help fulfill this desire to serve the church and the surrounding community, really resonated with my heart. But I wasn't always in a place where I wanted to serve, if I'm being honest, and to care for the sick and the poor and the helpless. As a matter of fact, I really avoided hospitals at all costs. And I didn't like to be around sick people. I think it's because I was afraid of those own weaknesses and fragility and vulnerability in my own life. As some of you may know, my husband Gary and I were very much involved with this community in the early days in particular. And Father Robert officiated at Gary's and my wedding in 2001. And we loved being involved with CODA, even you know, starting at the cannery. Some of you hear these tales of the cannery, this small little building. And on a day like today, it would have been so hot, you'd be going, what am I doing here? But the Spirit of God compelled us and drew us. But in September of 2009, medical news invaded and imploded our beautiful, normal life. We entered into that grim timeline of before and after. And I know some of you know about that, that sort of warp of time where everything was before that diagnosis and after. So Gary was diagnosed with IPF, which is a terminal lung disease that at that time had no treatment whatsoever and no cure. And it was a grim sentence of three to five years, if you were lucky. So everything shifted and changed in our world. And we were, you know, it was just in a blink of an eye, everything was different. And I know some of you have gone through that. It's like we were hurled onto this path of weekly trips up to UAB in Birmingham. And we began, you know, being surrounded by medical teams and, and 
clinical trials and oxygen tanks being carted around and x-rays, CT scan, blood panels. Gary Alfenpuff said, I think most of my blood is located up at UAB, somewhere in the, in the labs. <laughs> and, you know, and, and ultimately, we were on a list waiting for a lung transplant, which he did receive in 2010. We were ushered into this journey that led us to discover the terrible gift of a terrible illness, as one of my favorite new authors, Kate Bowler, writes. And one of, one of the many terrible gifts in our journey was learning that we were being carried on the prayers and love and support of the body of Christ. And I know with certainty that we would have fallen and stumbled and really not been able to go on without that. There were so many days when I knew I was being carried by the prayers of the body of Christ. In that process, God began to transform my heart and give me more compassion and understanding for others, uh, fellow journey companions, who oftentimes were just trying to make it through another day or another hour. Another gift was understanding that there are seasons in our lives when we are weak and we need to be on the receiving end of care. Now, we all know that probably it's a lot easier to give love and care and support than it is to receive it. Because that requires being really honest and vulnerable, kind of realizing our weakness, and that can be a scary thing. But receiving love and care and being on that receiving end is just as important as giving care if we are to function as the whole body of Christ and fulfill the law of Christ, as our scripture in Galatians says today. Giving care is only one half of the equation. Learning to be honest and vulnerable and receive care is perhaps our biggest challenge. So I want to just look at a couple of verses in our scripture in Galatians today. In particular, Galatians 6, chapter, uh, verse 2. Bear one another's and so fulfill the law of Christ. And what is the law of Christ? Well, Jesus tells his disciples in, chapter, in John chapter 15 and verses 12 through 13, which I love that in our liturgy we say this pretty much every time we gather. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, than they love one's friends and lay down their lives for their friends. And in John 13, earlier, Jesus says, I, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. And by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Now, earlier in John, in chapter 13, verse 5, we see Jesus demonstrating one key aspect of loving one another when he gets up from dinner, puts on and wraps himself with a, a towel of a servant and washes the feet of the disciples. They had to receive care from the Messiah, from the Son of God. What does that look like? Well, Peter says, no, you shall never wash my feet. And so st the story of Peter is an important part of our story. Because his response to the idea of Jesus wanting to wash his feet is a critical part of our story and one that strikes me to the core. It's not just Peter's brash, impulsive personality that stirs such a reaction in him, but it is a huge part of our human nature. And it is one of our flaws and limits that, keep up, that limits us and keeps the body of Christ from 
fully embracing Jesus' commandment to love one another as yourself. You know, this idea that God knows us fully, the hairs on our head, and every sin, sin that entangles us so easily. He knows all of that, and yet he loves us completely. So this is the kind of love God calls us to, to love one another and allow ourselves to be fully known and loved. That's the hard part. We're pretty good at serving and helping others, but receiving care and service means that we aren't perfect. We don't always have it together. We are weak, and we need our feet washed. We need someone to talk to about our struggles. We need to let someone into the dark and hurting places in our lives and walk alongside of us. You know, as I embraced this new ministry at the beginning of this year, I sensed the Lord wanted me to focus on a couple of areas of servant service. One was to help our pastoral care team provide more comprehensive and consistent care for the many needs in our congregation and our community. And the other was to help our church members identify and embrace their spiritual gifts and give them opportunities to see that engaged and activated and used so that their talents were being used. So when Deacon Dan and I started investigating Stephen Ministries and we went through the 25 hours of training, I'm so glad that we did that together. That, that was pretty intensive. I began to see that this ministry really touched those two areas of service and could help us fulfill our calling to love one another with this beautiful ministry that cares for people facing tough times. So you've begun to hear a lot of details about Stephen Ministry, you know, in our prayers, in our announcements. And in the time ahead, we're going to be hearing a lot more about that as well. I was so excited when I saw that, you know, in the lectionary today that one of the scriptures was Galatians 6, verse 2, because that right on the brochure for Stephen Ministries, which, by the way, it's out in the narthex. We have a little corner with uh, information and brochures, so please stop by and, and take one or see us, that that is their key scripture, Galatians 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way fulfill the law of Christ. So I want to take a little time to look at Stephen Ministries and see what is this all about and why is Father Robert and Mark and, and Taylor and the ministerial staff believe this ministry will help us grow and mature as a congregation. To be honest, the brochures we have out in the narthex are very well articulated, so I'm going to just read from that. Stephen Ministry equips lay people, that's you, everybody out there, lay people, to provide one-to-one -one Christian care to people in our congregation and community who are experiencing difficulties in their lives. It is a confidential ministry. The identity of those receiving care and everything they need to discuss with, Stephen, with a Stephen minister is private. And I, I know that's so important, you know, confidentiality and knowing you can be trusted, knowing someone is listening and that they're not going to share that with anybody else is really important. Our priests and deacons will always be on the front lines of care, especially during times of crisis. But there are many other ongoing needs that one or two or three pastors just can't take care of. We need one-to-one -one care in order to effectively meet 
the needs of our congregation and the community. So let me describe what a Stephen minister is. Stephen minister is a child of God who walks beside someone who is hurting. A congregation member who is carefully selected to serve in this role because of his or her caregiving gifts. A layperson with 50 hours of training in providing high quality, distinctively Christ-centered care. A caring Christian friend who listens, cares, prays, supports, and encourages. And you heard one of the most important things is knowing how to listen and walking alongside of someone who's going through a tough time. A Stephen minister is someone who meets faithfully each week with his or her care receiver for as long as there's need. That might be a month and it might be a year. It might be even longer. Stephen ministers are not just for the elderly and the sick. There are many crises and difficult times when a caregiver may help. Divorce or separation, unemployment or job loss, adoption, birth, miscarriage or infertility, loneliness or discouragement, relocation, and many other life challenges. So I really encourage you, if you will, to, you know, Dan and I are always available to talk about Stephen ministry and we can explain it in more detail if you'd like. So how will Stephen ministry help us fulfill the law of Christ? Stephen ministry is one vital part of our overall pastoral care ministry here at Church of the Apostles. And I've heard so many stories over the years of people in our congregation who have felt the care and the love and support of our church. And so I think in many ways we've done really well in that area. Things like, you know, taking meals to people who are sick or they've just had a baby or whatever is going on in their situation. Prayer, home communion, encouragement, and hospital visits. But I believe Stephen Ministry will empower us to dive deeper and grow in our ability to care for one another and our larger community. Now we look at Galatians 6 verse 9 a little bit further in our uh, scripture today and it says and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up so then as we have opportunity let us do good to everyone especially to those who are of the household of faith I have another quote from my favorite author one of my favorite authors Kate Bowler who says we do well with the critical care but humans that means all of us don't do well with long-term suffering care. That's very challenging, especially someone who's been in chronic pain for years. It's hard to just maintain and sustain that care. But Stephen Ministry will help us grow and mature in our love for one another with consistency and over the long haul. So why do I refer to this often as a whole body ministry? Because it involves the entire congregation. And I'm not going to read this because it's kind of lengthy, but I'd encourage you to look at 1 Corinthians 12, verses 14 through 21, about the body of Christ and the many gifts and how all of them are necessary for us to, you know, really function as the whole body of Christ. You know, you may not feel called to be a Stephen minister, to be a caregiver. And that's fine. That may not be one of the gifts God's given you. But one of the key factors to successful ministry, and especially Stephen ministry, is prayer. And all of us can pray, whether or not we're, 
you know, call to intercession, but all of us can pray. And we really will need that in the months and years ahead. Or your gift may be social media marketing or communications or administration. It's really going to take everyone for us to care for the stranger, to embrace the poor and helpless, and to seek them out so that they may be relieved. It's almost certain that each one of us needs to receive care at some point in our lives, and that's another aspect. And I think all of us at times may be challenged to say, you know, I'm going through a rough time. It would really help for me to have someone I could talk to, someone who's just to be there and be a companion, pray with me and support me. That's something that I think all of us in our lives at some point will need. Stephen Ministry will help us embrace our calling to care for one another in a more intentional, purposeful, and long-term way. And as we learn more about Stephen Ministry and how everyone can be involved, I believe it will change the culture of our community life together. It will help us grow in maturity as the body of Christ to be more intentional, consistent, and faithful as we are faithful in loving one another as Christ loves us. Amen?